will hear from my friend Bob Pasqua, who was a firefighter and a captain in L.A. County. We'll talk about how he came into retirement and what he has done with his more than 20 years out of the workplace. Thanks, Bob, for joining me on my very first podcast. And may I say that this is a true testament to your bravery. So thanks again. Uh, Let's begin with the events leading up to your retirement. And please add as much detail as you'd like. All right. Well, I thank you for letting me be your first uh, uh, client to do your uh, podcast. And we'll get on with the story here. And I'll tell you my part of my life uh, as a firefighter and uh, uh, part where I retired and what I'm doing in the future. Uh, to begin with, I'd like to say that uh, when I hired on with L.A. County Fire Department, I uh, was told that you couldn't be any older than 29 years of age, and you couldn't, when you reach age 60, you had to retire. I, I totally understood that when I hired on and didn't think too much about it because that was a long ways off in my future, and I was just fortunate and happy to get on the fire department. Uh, after I uh, passed the test and was uh, about to start a class that was going to start in January of 1965, I uh, was prepared. I was wor- at the time working for Whittier Fire Department and uh, was told that the class that I was going to be in was going to start in uh, January of 1965. And that was going to work because I had t- was a 28 at the time. And I hadn't reached my 29th birthday. Uh, unfortunately, I received a, uh, a notice in the mail that the class was being postponed until June 1st, uh, 1965, which meant my birthday being April 15th was going to make me actually disqualified to become a firefighter for LA County Fire. Uh, I luckily had a friend that was worked for LA County Fire Department that was a union rep that I knew and I told him my story and he said well let me see what I can do for you uh you know I had the experience of four years uh working with Whittier Fire Department and and he knew me and he thought I he would do whatever he could to help me uh, out and he did he was able to get me a uh interview with the number 2 chief on the LA County Fire Department at that time and uh, I was called in uh to his office uh, at a later date and uh he explained to me he says Bob there is a way around this uh ruling but you're going to need to tell me why we should uh, make an exception for you so I Pretty much told him my history. Uh, I'd worked for L.A. County lifeguards for 10 years. I'd worked for Whittier for four years, and uh, I would really love the job. And he asked me a few other questions, uh, you know, about my personal life and, you know, what I was doing and everything. And uh, he told me uh, uh, he would let me know soon. He'd have his secretary call and let me know what the results were, what he decided to do. Well, when I got home that day, uh, I had already received a call. My wife had received a call that they said that they are going to hire me and they're going to hire me a day before my birthday. So April 14th, the day before my birthday, I went up there and they swore me in and then they put me on leave of absence, which was pretty not a very common thing to happen i was very very fortunate that having the right uh, connections and people to help me uh, i was able to get hired on 
and uh, beat the date uh, requirement, and then they put me on a leave of absence until the class started in, in uh, June of that year. Uh, now we bump up uh, 35 years later. Uh, we get to age, I was actually 60, and thir- uh, it was only 33 years at that time, and uh, past the age of 60, and then I found out that uh, the the retirement program that LA County was under that was adopted in 1939 had expired and I'm not sure exactly what but it it allowed me another couple of years and then it was reinstated in uh, in when I turned 62 and when that happened they gave me a notice that my uh, retirement uh, was going to be effective as of March 1997 at age 62 on my just before my birthday on April 15th. So uh, at that time, I had gotten a divorce and was living on my own. And I was a little apprehensive about uh, my financial uh, place. And I didn't really want to retire at that time. And I certainly didn't want to start looking for another job at age 62. So a buddy of mine that felt the same way. He wasn't ready to retire. We decided to uh, check it out to see if there was a way to change that. And uh, we went to our police uh, fire chief, and he suggested going to the Board of Supervisors for L.A. County uh, and go to the meeting and, and bring up your uh, thoughts and see what they might say, which we did. And uh, when we uh, presented our case to the Board of Supervisors, they agreed that this uh, antiquated uh, retirement system that we were under, which was adopted in 1939, really no longer applied to our age at this time in, you know, 1997. And uh, they agreed that they could change it for new hires, but for us that were already hired under the old system, that we would have to take it to Sacramento and uh, see if we could get it changed through Sacramento, which meant they said that they would write a bill to see if that could be changed, which they did, and they got uh, got a hold of a to hear our case and uh, explain why we didn't feel that this antiquated uh, retirement system should still apply. And we our point was, shouldn't be based on age. It should be based on your ability to do the job. And uh, they, some of them agreed and some, some of them didn't, but it was uh, a five-man board. And uh, after the second uh, hearing, they said they'd vote on it. And unfortunately, when the board met, uh, one of the congressmen didn't show up. So it ended up in a 2-2 tie, which meant that it didn't pass because it, it didn't get defeated, but it didn't pass. And so uh, in the meantime, the board had directed our fire chief to say that he could hire us back on a 960 program after we retired, and they would allow us to work for the fire department on a uh, as an independent contractor. This uh, happened uh, right away, and uh, my friend and I were hired back part-time, which turned out to be really a, a good deal because uh, financially, I didn't know where I was going to be. I had just recently got the divorce, which I mentioned, and I uh, wasn't sure how I was going to survive, you know, without uh, income. So they did hire me, and uh, I worked uh, a couple days a week, and it worked out to, after five years uh, working as an independent contractor. I pretty much uh, knew I was in, financially I could uh, hang it up, and I did that, and, and uh 
that's um, where I finally said I could be totally retired and uh, move on to having more fun and not worrying about supporting myself any longer. I know that you stated that you didn't win the case for yourself. However, you did win uh, this case essentially for those who came after you. Isn't, isn't that correct? Uh, yes, Lynn. Uh, what happened was the Board of Supervisors immediately changed the uh, retirement uh, program for new hires, and they made it that there is no age restriction on the uh, being too old or, well, I shouldn't say it that way. I should say that they eliminated the age 29 uh, where you couldn't hire on after age 29. And they also t- took out the age 60. So they uh, set up a program where every employee, fire department, whether they were 30 or 60, would have to pass a physical uh doing certain uh, strenuous exercises like push-ups and sit-ups and uh, different things that would uh, be a standard that everybody had to pass, and it didn't matter your age, which is the way it should have been when we were hired on, but that's that's the way it is now. That's a good thing that happened. But we we were able to make it right for new hires, so we felt that we, uh, even though we didn't make it for ourselves and anybody that was hired under the old system, the new hires uh, were able to hire on at whatever age. And then I know some uh, folks were in their 40s when they got hired on. So that's the plus and uh, no age discrimination here. They, f- they finally fixed that. Sounds like a victory to me, Bob. Okay, so after leaving the fire department for good, what other income-producing activities have you had? As your neighbor and friend, I am aware and even envious of your extensive travel. In fact, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> That's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, let me go back a little bit, Lynn, and tell you a little more about while I was still working on the fire department. But I didn't want to think that I only was going to have a uh, whatever my pension was going to be was going to be enough to carry me the rest of my life. I never, you never know what could happen with a pension. You know, something dramatic could change. A government could change. You know, we could have a war. You know, whatever. So I, I never wanted to rely on a pension alone. So during the years that I worked for the fire department, I thought about investing spe- specifically in uh, real estate. I, I felt that there was not a, probably a better place uh, to put my money. And so I purchased a couple different triplexes during my career uh, in San Clemente. And, and also, besides that, I invested in a what we call, similar to a 401k, we could invest in up to $7,500 a year out of our paycheck, which did not get taxed. It went into a special program where you could actually invest it in the stock market or wherever you wanted and uh, I did that and, and uh, built up uh, a pretty good amount of money in that. And when I retired, uh, unfortunately, I uh, just before I retired, I did get a divorce, and I ended up having to split uh, my community property. And I was able to keep uh, the two triplexes and a uh, portion of the uh, compensation from my uh, pension. Um, 
Yeah, not the pension, the uh, deferred. The, deferred. Gosh, and I can't think of the word I want to use. But anyway, I was able to keep a portion of that. So I wasn't thinking that was a big thing when I retired. And just to have the triplexes, because at that time the income wasn't that great. But over the years, of course, uh, the values have gone up, the rents have gone up, and that's really been uh, a godsend because, as it turned out, I only am receiving a half of my retirement, which made it a little bit uh, tough if I didn't have any other income coming in. So besides that, when I turned about 70, I was fortunate to run into a good friend that I swam with, and he told me about a mobile home park uh, partnership that he was invested in, and uh, it sounded really good. And he said that, you know, uh, in fact, I told him, I said, if you ever need any outside money, I'd be really interested in investing and uh, joining your partnership. Fortunate for me, uh, there was an opportunity that came up, and I got invested, and I'm still investing today. Uh, I'm not uh, investing in real estate anymore. I, I'm not looking for building equity uh, at my age now. I'm, I'm looking for a return on my money now. I need the money. I want the cash now. I want to spend it now. So building equity isn't going to do me uh, a whole lot of good because I, you know, I won't be here forever. And uh, my kids are all financially squared away. So I'm not doing it for them. <laughs> that's for sure. So anyway, uh, this uh, RV uh, thing is going and it's really working well. So I, uh, in fact, I just uh, talked to my uh, our manager of our investment company and told him I have some more money to invest today. So we'll see what happens on that. I love that you were able to uh, recoup from the divorce and adjust your plan uh, to make it where it would work for you because I, I know what you're currently doing today. But I'll let you elaborate on that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, yes, you know, uh, it's amazing how as you get older, you you think more about uh, how you want to live your life. You know, you've got not a crystal ball where you can say, I've got 18 years or 10 years or five years. But uh, the fact that I'm, I've kept myself in good physical shape, I've, I don't take any kind of medication. I'm uh, physically I'm not any older than a 50 or 60 year old. So uh, with that and thinking about the time I might have left, to do whatever I want to do physically, I'm I'm kind of put myself in uh, speed gear and trying to do as much as I can, and mostly uh, it's travel. Uh, there's so many places I want to go and see that uh, I financially I have the opportunity and physically I have the opportunity. So I'm trying to max out. In fact, I had a New Year's resolution that this year I was going to try to plan at least one trip a month and so far we're into uh august i'm i'm only got a couple months left that i don't have planned out so this will be kind of a a a good experience for me and and test to see if i can how long i can maintain this but anyway uh yes this is uh, it's been a good life and things have really gone well for me and fortunately i'm very healthy I had the good genetics that my parents gave me, and I've taken care of them. And hopefully uh, I'll continue on with all the things I love doing. Thank you very much.
So with a bucket list like that, you see why I want to grow up to be just like Bob? In closing, um, we discovered that retirement may not happen according to plan, but it's how we play the dealt cards that matter. And as we can see in Bob's situation, luck, courage, and agility were all factors in his successful outcome. Thank you again, Bob, for being my first subject. And thank you to my first listeners. I've got another topic in the shoot, so please stay tuned.